Hey everyone, there I am. I was trying to figure out what was going on with the connection here. I'm here on the screen finally, and we have our normal hosts that are joining us each and every episode of the season. We also have special guest Chris Weehan scheduled to join us on this episode. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast or on Facebook at Orange and Black Soccer Cast. How's it going, Orange County? Welcome to another episode of the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, the first and only podcast dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. I'm your host, Ray Samora, and I am with you pretty much each and every episode, except for that one time I missed out right before the pandemic broke out. But that's a, another story for another year. Um, hopefully, we can all remember what year it is tonight. Let's bring on uh, the co-host that has been around since day one, that is Dylan from County Line Coalition. Dylan, how you doing, man? You, you what year is it? It is it is twenty twenty one. Someone in this room is currently listening to our podcast as we are doing it. It is not myself, but it is good to be back. Hello, everyone. It is twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, the year after twenty twenty. It is twenty twenty one. Dylan got it correct this time. Way Second to go! Give give yourself a pat on the back there, Dylan. Uh, let's bring in the man all the way down from San Diego himself. That is Alan Underwood. Alan, how are you doing, man? I'm doing, doing fine. Doing fine. It's spring break, which, uh, means I'm sitting on my couch, not going anywhere. Um, so, you know, it feels like a vacation, but it's not a vacation. What up, Andy? Um, I'm, I feel like he's talking to me cause it says nerd. I'm definitely one of those. So what's up, Andy? What's up, Chad? What's up, Russell? Is this is this like record now for the most uh, listeners at the very beginning of a stream we've ever had? Who knows? Um, but let's bring in the one other person here, the newest member of the team, all the way up there uh, in Reno, Nevada. Um, he is now a member of our podcast, and that is Brad Polanski. Brad, how's it going, man? Uh, can you try to say my last name again? It's a thing he can't do. I mean, just, I, know, I, I know, I know, I just. How do you not realize? Anyone knows that him. I can't get names right. I mean, I I butcher everything. You can't get names right. Dylan can't get years right, and yeah, I'm is here. It, is it Polanski? <laughs> Polanski. I got it eventually. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, Larry, we agree with you. At least Alan probably agrees with you. Uh, Nerds do rule the world, right? Or run the world. I mean, look at Bill Gates, whoever else. What other nerds are there? I don't know. Um, but we're not here to talk about just that. We're here to talk about some Orange County Soccer Club this episode. And um, what we're going to do is, here, here's the rundown. We're going to uh, briefly talk about the preseason. I know the preseason is very difficult to get into because pretty much it's a new team, new players uh, joining Orange County. Uh, a lot of the opponents are either local uh universities or colleges uh, or lower division teams or maybe one or two USL opponents uh, when you look at the schedule for for most USL teams. Uh, but we're going to just sort of go through it really quick, analyze it a little bit. We're also going to talk about the announcement of the uh, home opener for Orange County. It's going to be against Sacramento. So that's going to be an awesome, awesome uh, time. And then, like I said, we have uh, a guest joining us a little bit later on in the episode uh, to talk about the joining the new team. It's it's another new member of this team. We had uh, Adam John on last week and we got Chris Weehan on this week. So let's uh, let's get into this. So I'm going to jump over to you, uh, Dylan. I'm sure you're not prepared for this because I did not warn you or I did not give you any uh, hint at what's going to go on. But do you have access to our preseason schedule in front of you? No, I went to look for it earlier and then I got distracted <laughs> by something. Um, so You aren't oh, prepared? Oh, oh, oh. Let's go to Mr. Allen, Mr. Yeah, Always Prepared. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, Allen, give us the quick rundown on uh, the uh, preseason schedule. Who are we facing um, throughout the preseason? 
April 10th against Cal State Fullerton, the Titans. April 17th against LA Galaxy 2. Uh, April 24th away against Colorado Swings. Colorado Springs switchbacks Colorado FC. Colorado Swings. Colorado Swings. I mean, that, they do. That, that they would got, be a cool name right there, man. There's right. some good jazz in Colorado. I know they look kind of get overlooked, but there's some good jazz in Colorado. Uh, May 1st is UC Riverside and Azusa Pacific University. And I don't know if that's they're combining those two or they're going to do a split squad. And then May 8th versus Ventura Fusion. All right. So there we have uh, the preseason schedule. Um, again, it's it's sometimes difficult to really know what's going to happen in the preseason uh, because you're playing against uh, a lot of non-league opponents. Uh, you really don't know what's happening with Orange County uh, and the roster that they'll be putting out there because they're going to be trying some new things out, trying some players out in positions. I'm sure it's uh, it's for any team, it's an opportunity to sort of just fill out your roster, figure out who's going to fit where, how the game plan is going to work out. Uh, let me go to Dylan because we somehow lost him for a second there if you're watching the live stream, but he is back on here. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts on A, the schedule, like who we're, we're facing, and B, what are you expecting to see out of Orange County in the preseason? I'm hoping to see – well, I, I'm expecting to see some rough performances. There's a lot of new pieces to this team. I don't expect to see a lot of goals, but I feel like we should expect to see a lot of goals. I mean, previously, I remember watching preseason games in 2018 and going, oh, man, we're bad. We're really bad. Barely um, beating Cal State Fullerton 1-0. I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be another rough year. And then look what happened. So um, I won't stress about it. I, there's a plan, right? Uh, Landon Donovan uh, down there in San Diego likes to talk about things being on or ahead of schedule. We haven't played a preseason match yet, so who knows what's going to happen. Um but we can we can expect good but not great. I I took Dylan off the stream for just a second there, and that's why my face popped up there. Um, let me jump over to you, Brad, because we haven't heard from you yet with any analysis or any thoughts. Um, you know, preseason is meant more just to get the players back into uh, form, um, give them an opportunity to get out on the pitch and actually work with their teammates. So a lot of new players have joined the team. Um, what do you? What do you see as the benefit of the preseason, especially, what is it, I think eight matches in the preseason, um, which seems like a hefty preseason um, schedule. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's six, not eight, or f- okay. maybe five if they're combined, uh, UC count. Riverside and Azusa. Um, okay, I can't count. I I, I just uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just wanted to make sure. Um, but... I guess with the preseason, the thing that you always have to look out for is, you know, the synergy of the players, where they're at, and how much playing time the starting 11 gets compared to the players that are either trialists or fringe players that are looking for more time during the regular season. Um, And those are the two things that I usually look out for in a preseason game. So, Alan, let me jump over to you. What's uh, Who is preseason more important for? Is it uh, more important for that fringe player that is looking to make a statement and uh, prove that they should be getting minutes during the regular season? Or is it more important for the star players on the roster or the more experienced players on the roster just to be able to get into form and be ready for uh, the kickoff against Sacramento? Yes. Um, I, I think both of those things have kind of an equal importance. Um some teams like to schedule uh, teams that are maybe a little bit harder, a uh, bigger competition, but there's also a, a downside of that is if you're playing tougher competition, it means you might not be able to work on some of those things you want to develop and see guys putting plays together. Um, so it's about, yeah, like Annie says, it's about getting fitness for the guys that you know are going to make the team. But I think it's finding some uh, a few more depth players, maybe that diamond in the rough, that uh, is going to come in handy over the course of a long season. Uh, you want to have some depth guys that you can find to, to fit into some pieces. And then tactically, you might um, you might try throwing somebody into a unique position, uh, maybe moving them up the midfield, moving them back from the forward line, uh, trying some things out to see where guys can fit and try some um, some of that stuff out as well. So I think it's the coaching staff getting a good look at where their team is and where they're going to play. It's getting fitness for the guys you know are going to play 90 most of the time. And then I think 
the, that last little bit is, you know, you got some trialists, you got some, um, you know, open tryout guys, and you're seeing what they're made of and to see if they're going to be long-term projects or guys you can plug in a little bit sooner. Dylan, I'm going to throw it over to you with this next question. Uh, is there anyone on the Orange County roster that uh, maybe you can make a prediction or guess for that they are going to be, uh, they're going to prove themselves uh, in preseason and maybe give themselves an opportunity. Maybe someone that isn't that's on the fringes of getting playing time and they're going to potentially be able to show themselves uh, in the preseason. Is there anyone that comes to mind for that? This is um, Ronaldo Damu. And I mean, I don't know how to say his last name. It could be Damas, but it's, it's a, I think it's his spot to say, I'm not Diego Lopez. Like, I'm not going to be this young player that's just going to, like, be there and I'm going to get, like, one opportunity. Um, it's it's really his place in this preseason to say, like, I deserve minutes. Um, I either deserve to start if it's going to be a top two or I deserve um, to come on as a sub. Alan, do you have any uh, thoughts on anyone that you think uh, this is a great opportunity for them to go from, you know, barely making the roster or the game day roster to actually potentially showing that they should be getting minutes in the season. Um, I think we talked a little bit about this last time about how many forwards there are. I don't know if there's a guy who's maybe no, doesn't have a lot of minutes, but this is, these are some of the games that some of these guys might be able to earn their earning, earn that starting 11 uh, and kind of separate themselves um, to get into those forward positions. And then that might inform uh, the coaching staff. If you're going to do, you know, two up top, or you're going to do three, you know, three up top. We've seen the team go back and forth over the past couple of years of, you know, two attacking, you know, forwards. And then there was kind of a three and then they back went back to two. Uh, so I think it's um, for sure establishing that front line. And what Andy said is establishing who that starting, that number one goalkeeper is. I don't, I don't necessarily think there's guys who have like low minutes and trying to find their way in the team. I think there's guys who are all fighting that want to be that 90 minute guy and they're going to have to prove it in preseason that they're they're the guy they're going to have to go with. And uh, let me jump to you, Brad. You're going to start us off on this before we move on to our next topic. Uh, preseason, always difficult, again, to figure out, but we're going to just play a game here. Uh, preseason uh, record predictions. Um, I'm going to go with you first, Brad. What do you think uh, Orange County's preseason record is going to be? I don't know too much about the – soccer titans that are cal state fullerton or riverside or azusa pacific or even ventura i'm probably the wrong person to guess um but you know what let's see a clean slate so you're gonna go and predict six wins zero losses there might be a tie in there but but undefeated we'll we'll say undefeated Brad's going the easy way out, and he's just going to stay undefeated. Who cares if it's six draws in six matches? <laughs> he would still get a perfect spot on there. Um, there's there's really no wrong person to do this because this is sort of just a guessing game because you never know what's going to be what roster is going to be thrown out there by Orange County. Um, for a lot of these teams, like the university teams or Ventura Fusion, it's their opportunity for their players to prove that they potentially have a future in the USL Championship, and they're trying to show off for Coach Braden Cloutier and the and the the front office staff that hey. Look at us next year when you're putting your roster together. Uh, Dylan, what is your prediction? I mean, I don't think things will go well in Colorado. Dealing with the altitude um, in Colorado Springs is me a little bit, a little bit crazy. Things are pretty high up there. Um, but I, I don't see a lot of really – I don't see these college programs giving us too much trouble. Um, until things start to get a little bit weird when you've got like eight teenagers on the field at one time, then things will get a little bit weird. So are you going to predict a a record for us? Yeah, I'm supposed to do that thing, right? Well, we're playing six, so I'll say uh, three wins and three draws. That seems Three wins, three draws. But it's nice and even. (laughs) Uh, Alan, what about yourself? Uh, two wins, two draws, two losses. Just going right down the middle, two, two, two. Uh, and then um, and I'll make a prediction on this. I'm going to say uh, three wins, uh, w- two draws, one loss. 
I'm, I'm jotting these down so we can try and remember these at now, the end. Since of the everybody season, else is making uh, numbers, I'll do four wins, two draws. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. That won't make it work. And uh, yeah, we got to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Andy said three and four. That's that's um, an even six. You're right, Andy. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, he he did say. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, we're going to move on and talk about the the home opener. But really quick, let's just take a quick break uh, before we get there. With Orange County currently in the red tier, Orange County Soccer Club is thrilled to be able to host fans at Championship Soccer Stadium. A very small, limited number of reserve seats are available to new season ticket holders. To ensure you can be there for opening day, act now and place your season ticket deposit at orangecountysoccer.com forward slash tickets. All right, so let's uh, let's move ahead here really quick and talk about that season opener that fans will have a chance to to attend, especially if you purchase some season tickets with the club. So jump on board if you want to potentially attend that first match. Uh, the league or the club announced today, uh, earlier if you're watching this live, if you're listening on the podcast, probably a day or two ago, that the home opener will be against Sacramento, uh, the team that we now know is probably stuck in the USL and, and not moving to MLS I- I- anytime soon. Um, again, sorry for Sacramento fans if anyone's listening on that. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize that before we went live, I grabbed a beer that I had in my fridge. It's called uh, Wakey Wakey from New Glory Craft Brewery, and they're based out of Sacramento. So uh, I don't know if that was just uh, luck or, or how that went, but that match is going to be on May 22nd at Championship Soccer Stadium. Um, how excited are we? I'm going to go to you first, Dylan. How excited are we that there is now a date for a home opener of the 2021 USL championship season for Orange County. It feels nice. Um, it feels nice that I know that a lot more people will be vaccinated, um, that our COVID rate should be substantially lower by then, and that we should be able to have quite a bit more butts and seats. Um, that's what excites me. Uh, I know the players really want to play in front of the fans, right? Um, every time we've had a guest on, a guest player come on, they've said, oh, we missed we miss playing from the fans or, you know, I love hearing the fans. So I'm, I'm expecting that, I mean, even for both sides, uh, it'll be a really good time, but even for the supporters, I'm, I'm excited to hopefully be one of the people that gets to be included and, and get my butt in a seat and then immediately stand for 90 minutes. Perfect. Exciting. Alan, I, I don't know if you're going to be at that home opener, but uh, how excited are you, are you for the season getting underway? And a set date now for Orange County's first home match. Um, I'm pretty excited. Uh, it's been a little bit of a, a time since it's, I've been to a live sporting event uh, that the prospects of that happening again are really good. And I'm excited for that. Um, I think this is a good matchup. This is kind of similar to Orange County's matchup last season where you're starting your year off with some really solid competition just to kind of see where you are. You're not easing your way into it. Uh, Sacramento, if you take out uh, Reno, RIP Reno, uh, Sacramento is a you know top four from the West last year. Uh, so they're a, a good club, a good side, um, and it's going to be a good benchmark right away to see uh, if Orange County can put three points on the board. Uh, you get to see them twice at home and twi- away twice, so each home win is going to be a really big um, a big three points uh, to distance yourself to get into those top four for playoff spots. I'm going to move over to you, Brad, as a Reno uh, fan from previous seasons. You know, there's two teams you probably circled in the calendar each year as your opponents is Vegas and Sacramento as like the big, the big enemies of Reno. Um, what do you, what are you, what are your thoughts on this first match? Is it uh, a good matchup for Orange County or is it a scary matchup for Orange County? I was uh, unmuted. So Sacramento always fields a quality roster. They are always going to be a team that's going to push you the whole 90 minutes. They have an aggressive defense. Uh, Kamawasa has been one of those players that has been consistent in scoring year in and year out. Um, And they've also upgraded across the field over the past couple of years. They just brought in Duke Lacroix, previous of Reno, en route through Charlotte from last year. Uh, and Tucker Bone from Reno. Um, but they've always just been a good team, um, and it's best to face them 
early on in the season because they often do get out to a slow start. And uh, just having the home, the first home game being the first time you face them, I think is also an advantage Uh, just because when you play teams four times a year, you either want to be at home during the first game or the last game or both. Um, That way, when you know each other's movements towards the end of that last fourth game, um, you have the advantage of the home crowd on top of that too. I do think that Orange County also has a little bit of a, a case to make, especially after the the game last season where they were up, they got a red card. You thought they were going to walk over Sacramento and then Sacramento came on really big at the end and one, two, one. Uh, so I think that maybe is a little bit in their memories of, Hey, we got to put that behind us. Let's put it, let's put this down and let's get a good win uh, to kind of redeem that, uh, that game last year. And you have enough returning players on the roster, unlike maybe some previous USL seasons where there's huge roster turnover. There's actually a good amount of, of returning players on this Orange County roster that can remember that experience. Um, and, and then also, you know, the taste in the fans' mouths from having to listen to some of the Sacramento commentators on some of those matches as well. Oh, um, you know. <laughs> oh, trust me, there's a lot of I, I I get your where you're coming from, Brad, but there's a lot of Orange County fans that I think were upset during that match. Um, I believe it was that match, if not that match, the previous match between the two with the commentation or commentating by, yeah, I, I just gave Dylan a huge headache with my word creation there. Um, Dylan, <laughs> what are your uh, thoughts? What's, uh, is this, um, is Orange County going to be successful in this match? Are they going to be able to come out uh, with three points or at least one point? Uh, I know you want three points in the first match, but, um, you know, at least come away with some sort of results or uh, is this a scary first match? I'm going to say they can get three points. Um, I don't know if this is going to be uh, we're all going to complain. Absolutely. Uh, well, I guess we'll be at home. So we'll be complaining, but um, I think we maybe hold a little bit more bitter taste in our mouth, having to deal with um, the commentators than the players do. I, I know the key to success for these players is having a short memory. I mean, I wonder if you could, if you asked Michael Roscoe, would he remember this match? Maybe. But I don't think he could tell you exactly everything that happened. And I don't think that necessarily matters. Um, I think the players, more than wanting to get one back on Sacramento, will just be focused on trying to get three points to open the season. Alan, um, Orange County got off to. Okay. Looking back at last season, the very first match was a, a draw. It was sort of a rough first match for the team. And then um, you get into the the long break, and then they come back and they start strong against Phoenix. Um, which Orange County do we see? And, and we're going to get into like a prediction about this match as we get closer to opening day. But what do you anticipate Orange County uh, putting on the pitch? Is it going to be more that um, that energy that we saw against El Paso Locomotive last season? Or is it going to be more the energy we saw when they saw it was Phoenix as their opponent? Um, oof, I think I think you're going to see a increase in it, adrenaline, especially at the first part of the match. Uh, there's going to be a crowd. There's going to be people cheering. There's going to be a lot of high energy. And sometimes that means exciting football, and sometimes that means chaotic football and sloppy football. Uh, so I'm hoping to see a a really solid, focused team that uses that wave of energy. Uh, to start the game off well and then kind of rides it into the end of the game. Uh, there's going to be the first game is always going to be a little bit of a hot mess. Uh, but I think with having fans back in the stands is going to make a pretty big, pretty good difference for Orange County. Um, and I I see them uh, starting off a little bit hot uh, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, game two, game three, game four to see if they can maintain that. But I think that having that first game back, they're going to be energized and going to be ready to to put it all out there. Awesome. Brad, I'll, I'll give you any last thoughts on this first match against Sacramento. Um, like I said, we'll hold off any predictions or talk about the actual uh, thoughts on who's going to win or what the strategy will be until we get closer and we see some of the action in the preseason. Last, last thought on it though, Brad. Uh, my last thought, I guess, is I wonder if this is the first game that Orange County will play during the year because I know there's, there's a lot of games that are starting, what, as early as like mid-April? Um, yeah, April 24th is the first game, uh, that's between Louisville and Atlanta two and o- OKC and Tulsa. 
Um, and then you have to wait almost a month for the first home game for Orange County. So obviously we don't have a full roster yet or full schedule yet, but I'm just wondering if that's the first game that if we'll be predicting for the first time of the regular season, uh, the week leading up to May 22nd or not. I'll say this. I have no knowledge, no insider knowledge on, on what the actual schedule is going to be. We're going to find out when everyone else does, but I think just from hearing from the front office or some members of the front office, I think the plan was to have um, a later home match just because California has been one of the more uh, restrictive states when it comes to COVID-19 and, and, you know, uh, closing a lot of the uh, public venues. Uh, so I think Orange County was just trying to proactively say, let's get a late home date for our first home. So that way we hopefully have the opportunity to have fans in the stadium. Cause at that time when you're trying to put the schedule together, you have no idea of what, uh, what's going to happen, what the state's going to do, how they're going to loosen up restrictions. And uh, luckily at this point, it seems like we're trending in the right direction. So uh, congrats orange County on what we're doing so far. Let's keep it up. Let's keep moving in the correct direction. Let's not fall back down. Um, it, you know, like what happened before. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that's the plan. So I think there will be some, uh, you know, games under Orange County's belt by the time they face uh, Sacramento at home, which I think is a benefit for the fans that will be there for that home opener because you're not getting a team that is playing their first competitive game um, opening night of the season type thing. Um, let's uh, move ahead to another topic because there was another announcement recently from Orange County uh, about uh, a tournament that they're going to be doing, a video game tournament. It's a FIFA 21 tournament that they will be uh, hosting it's in partnership with the OCSC foundation. Uh, this is something that interests me quite a bit just because uh, as everyone that listens to our podcast knows, I'm pretty huge on playing FIFA, especially I I'm enjoying it competitively. Um, Dylan, really quick thoughts on, uh, orange County doing a FIFA tournament now. And uh, I've put my name into the, into the hat. I don't know, Alan, if you've decided to put your name into the hat uh, for this, but there are some prizes. I, I, if I was to win, I probably would say, you know, you don't have to give me the prize, donate it somewhere, but there are prizes for this. Dylan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, don't worry about winning, Ray. Uh, don't don't worry about it, man. You're not going to have to worry about what to do with that gift that you're not going to get because you're not going to win. Um, I think it's good. Um, it's a low blow, man. I've watched a lot of your USL games. But uh, I think it's good. <laughs> Jump up a little bit of interest in the season. Um, get some, hopefully, some fresh faces to um, clown on you in a FIFA match. I'm excited. It should be a good time. And, you know, hopefully it jumps up a little bit of interest for the club. What about you, uh, Alan? Or what are your thoughts? Are you going to enter? Or are you holding off on entering into that uh, competition? I told you I'm, I am retired from competitive FIFA matches. I hung up my boots. Uh there's a really rough injury at the end of the first season. Uh, I had, thumbs. yeah, I had to, um, yeah, I had thumb surgery. I don't know. Uh, reconstructive. I tore the ACL and MCL in my thumb. Um, <laughs> and I've had to retire from competitive FIFA. Uh, so I am, uh, choosing to not play, but rather to spectate and comment on other people's playing. Uh, cause I was so good. about you brad what are your thoughts i'm ineligible to join the tournament because they did not have a category that said fifa Ma or pc master race um because i own neither a playstation or xbox that's fair i mean i don't own fifa 21 that's another reason why i can't i can't play i didn't i'm not one of those guys who like Hey, I need the newest version. I'm the guy who's like, "Hey, it's 2021. Maybe I'll buy FIFA 17 now because it's super cheap." Um, yeah, like I just got done playing Knights of the Old Republic, and that's like a game that has it's like a square on your TV. That's how old it was. So, I prefer some of the older, more inexpensive games than the ninety dollar fancy. You get all of these cards that I never use because I don't play FUT or whatever that's called. Um, Oh, look at this. This is new. Oh, oh there we go. That, I was, that say, was a weird view. Yeah. No one, no one just needs to see my face that close. Um, the people no, who no. listen to audio really must have loved that reaction we just gave. Right. They're like, oh, what is going great. on there? You missed something really special. You should come watch. 
live on Tuesdays at 8.30. Yeah, we got plenty of people hopped into the comments on Facebook. Uh, yeah, Russ, so we saw you on, on the on the YouTubes, but it seems like everyone's hanging out on Facebook tonight. Um, and they've been talking about uh, how many people have come back. And it, 12, if you don't count Anna Voltson. I think we do count Anna Voltson. He played a game, so he's a returner, right? Um, so... Uh, I would say that is 13. That is 13. Which is a good lucky number to have. Is oh. it, do you have Do you have the data to back that up? I'd love to see some statistics. Do you have the um, XP for um, luck? Is there like an XL graph that I can look at? The expected luck when you use it, number 13? But it'd be like XG where it doesn't really take into account anything but just an average player and an average shot. Although I learned that it's the thing that leads up to the shot, not the shot itself. There's a different thing that keeps track of the shot itself. And yeah, there was an interesting uh, zonal marking podcast about how to rate goaltenders using uh, analytics. And they were like, there's no good way. So that was fun. Sometimes the eye test is good. Um, apparently this is now a data podcast. Sans, race Mora. We finally got our wish, Alan. Yes. Samora is out, everyone. We have staged a coup. Is that too soon? A mutiny, maybe? Oh, mutinied? Okay, I guess. I am here. Yeah. I am here. Uh, our, guest was having, our guest was having some technical difficulties joining, so I'm trying to help him out with that. That's why I was asking you guys to sort of uh, do and what we've, you can do to, to talk. We vamp like the pros, buddy. We vamp like the hey, pros. Maybe you should just send us to commercial and we can sort this out. But we promise it's a great guest. You can uh, just maybe skip past all this rambling. Yeah, here we go. Let's do this. So we'll be right back after this. I'll see if we can get this sorted out. <laughs> Orange County SC is excited to announce their spring youth soccer camps. Open to boys and girls ages 6 to 15 the week of March 29th. Three-day and five-day options are available. Visit orangecountysoccer.com forward slash camps and unlock early bird pricing today. All right, so I think we may have been able to work things out. I think we have our guests now on board. That's see, that's the magic, Dylan. You called it. Go to commercial, and we'll figure things out. And somehow, some way, we made that work. Uh, we've got our guest here on the show, and that's going to be uh, Chris. Chris, welcome, Chris Weehan. Welcome to the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, there we go. Appreciate it. Oh, no, we're glad to have you on. Uh, we always love talking to uh, our players and especially the new players that have joined the club. And, of course, you're one of the newer faces. Although, I, I think going into the end of last season, we were still actually on the air before we took our winter break when the club announced that you were joining this club. We were excited to have you coming on, but we held back on bringing you on until the new season. Uh, what's, uh, what brought you to Orange County? What, what excites you about this situation and, and joining this club? Uh, well, you know, you know, certainly it's, um, it's, it's a club that's always, uh, been in my radar in this league. Um, had many games against, uh, Orange County that, that have always been, um, tough games. They've been tightly contested. Um, it's always a difficult place to come. Um, but that being said, it's also home to me and I still have so much family here and it's just a place that, that I, I haven't. I haven't experienced in, um, you know, eight years of my life, you know, I spent my whole childhood here and then, and then moved on and, and kind of grew up as a person in a way. And, and, um, you know, so it was a, it was a culmination of a lot of things that, that brought me back. Um, you know, but definitely, like I was saying in the beginning, the, the organization has always been a good one and it's always been a, been one that's put on a, a, a good team and, and um, I've been a part of great teams in my career, but I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of this this team. And I really hope that we have some success on the field these uh, this upcoming season. Now, I'm sure a lot of fans, you know, that of Orange County, they follow the USL, so they've they've definitely seen uh, what you can potentially bring to this club. Uh, what can fans expect to see out of you, though, uh, night in and night out with Orange County? What uh, what is uh, Chris Weehan bring to the club? What is what is what do you do out there? Are you 
Are you an energy guy? Are you a, a team leader? What is, what's your role bringing, coming into this club? Oh man, that's a big question. Um, no, I think, I think, um, you know, certainly, um, you know, that's, that's a tough question in, in certain regards, you know, obviously my, my, what I've done on the field can, can speak for itself in terms of numbers, um, not in an arrogant way, but you know, I, I, I do like my chances in front of goal. Um, you know, I, I certainly hope to provide not only goals, but assists for this organization. Um, and, and with the talent that that's on the field, um, I certainly think that there's going to be a lot of goals to be scored this year. And I, I really hope so. Um, and I, I certainly hope to be a part of that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an energy guy. I've always, I, I always have been, um, not in terms of, of not so much my emotion, maybe every once in a while that'll slip through, but, but more in just my work ethic, you know, how much ground I'll be covering over games. I hope that I'm always towards the top in terms of ground covered. Um, and, and, you know, over the years, you know, in my, in my collegiate career, towards the end of my career in the university of New Mexico, I was certainly a guy who, um, you know, I thought of myself as a leader and I was someone that I hope the, the younger guys looked up to. And, and uh, as I've gotten older in my career professionally, that's kind of something that I've been striving more towards. And, and um, I, I think I, I think I, um, you know, I think I've brought a lot of leadership to uh, New Mexico the last two years. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of veteran guys that have a lot more experience than me on this, on this team, um, you know, with the likes of uh, Kevin Austin and Brent Richards and Adam John, and Seth Kasipley, um, and certainly Michael Roscoe, the team captain, you know, those are guys that, that have so much experience. Um, and I just hope to be, to be an addition to that. You know, I'm, I just hope to, uh, to be someone that the younger guys can, can um, look up to as well on and off the field. Chris, you, um, at least from what I've seen thus far, um, found yourself in a number of different positions while playing for New Mexico in 2020. What do you think your best role is on the pitch? Can you say that one more time? It was positions. What position do I find myself in? Yeah, I would say what, what position do you think you're most comfortable in um, or that you find yourself the most successful in? What position am I most comfortable in? Um, you know, I like to say that it depends a bit on the formation. Um, you know, I, I like that I, I find myself most comfortable in the center of the field, um, more specifically as like a as a number ten. Nowadays, you have to say the numbers. Um, I'm still learning on myself, but an attacking center mid. Um, but I can I can certainly play out wide as well. Um, it, it kind of depends on the formation in Reno a couple years back. I had success as a, as a, the wide guy in a diamond. Um, and then in, in New Mexico, I had some success as, as an eight at times and, and as a 10, that kind of that role with a bit of freedom. Um, so it'll just depend on, on what the, the formation is, um, and, and where the coaching staff finds me but um i'm happy to play play any role did you have another question dylan or oh yes um following up with that chris um we know you can score with your feet you've also been able to score with your hands um at least one time um I mean, are you, are you the answer to Orange County's goal-scoring problems by whatever means necessary? Oh, man. So, so well, it's – it's I, I, I missed the first part of that. So, it was a – uh, it was talking about the handball, right? And then and then am I the answer to the, to the scoring problems? Um <laughs> You know, that was a big moment um, for for the organization, the team, and, and um, you know, cer certainly the 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 ball the ball hit my arm. Um, but in, in that moment, I think there was no no malicious intent. was wasn't uh, intentional. I think it was just natural movement in the run of play, and and the ref missed one, and, and that's not that's not on me. 
Um, but no, I, I hope that I hope certainly that that with myself alongside the other additions that the coaching staff has made that um, that we can we can provide more goals. Um, and I know that was a, a, a big piece of um, uh, what was missing last year with that with that group. And and uh, I think it you know sometimes in this sport you know scoring goals is the hardest thing to do. And um, you know I think it was not for a lack of quality on the field last year or lack of um, the ability in those guys. I think just sometimes with the way the season was last year, you have a you have a shortened amount of games in a tight span and you're playing the same opponents over and over. Sometimes it's just hard. I've had games where, where it, or teams that I've played against, it's a goalkeeper specifically or, or the team in general, that's just hard to score against them. And, and I think that might've been the case last year for Orange County. So I think with the guys that are returning and the guys that we've made in additions, I think that uh, hopefully, you know, I'm certain, uh, you know, I can't say that I'm certain, but I'm hopeful that that there are goals to be scored this year. All right, Chris, I guess I am next with a question for you. So just like our last guest from last week, Adam, John, you have MLS experience uh, in your dossier with your time with San Jose. Um, my real con- or not concern, but question that I'm curious about is what's the difference in play at the next level up the MLS compared to a USL championship? Um, is it a, like a faster game, slower, more methodical pace? Um, and how does that shape Chris Weehan's game coming into Orange County in 2021? As compared to, to the MLS? Yeah, USL versus championship. Or versus MLS. Uh, the championship to the MLS, um, you know, it's, it's, it's different. I think that um, the, the, in terms of quality from the MLS, from the championship to the MLS, it's um, very, very small. Like you might be able to notice it. Um, cer- certainly when you watch the MLS, there, there, there are the top players that are, that are very good that uh, should, should probably never, never play in the USL championship. Um, but I think there's a, there's a majority of the roster, you know, from, you know, I can't say a number, but the middle, you know, even towards the top to the middle that, that, guys can kind of mix in. And I think, um, you know, when you're in the MLS, it's, you're, you're on a big stage, you know, even uh, for me and just in my experience in San Jose, um, playing in those games, the few that I did get in, it, it's no joke. You know, you, the, the lights are brighter, the, the, the fans are, are, are loud and, and it's a, it's a proper atmosphere. And, and I was at a couple of, of atmospheres where, you know, you, you, you walk out there and you're like, wow, this is no joke, you know? So, um, there, there is a bit of that. And, and I think, um, in, in the USL, the, the quality, the quality is there. Um, this league over my time has only been getting better and better and better. And there's only been addition of more teams to the league since I've started in, in 2017. So, um, I think in terms of quality, it's not far off. Um, and which is a in terms that it's a good springboard for, for some players, um, you know, but I think, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the biggest thing that just the, the stadiums get a little bigger and, and the lights get brighter, but the, the quality of play is, is, is very good. And, and I'm looking forward to, um, that's another reason why, why being out here is so exciting because there are so many veteran guys on this team that, that bring that experience with them. Uh, Chris, first of all, welcome back to the Orange County family. Uh, and someone noticed noted in the uh, the Facebook, nice beard as well. It's an, it's a good look. Uh, we approve. Um, last year, not a lot of good uh, away games. El Paso, Colorado Springs, uh, Salt Lake City is probably the best one. Uh, but being in the Pacific, what away game? or way cities are you looking forward to going to visit uh, now moving to the, uh, the best division in the USL, the Pacific division? So the question was what, what uh, vision? Where are you looking? What a way, what a way game are you looking forward to 
Now that you're in the best division, what away game are you looking forward to? Now that I'm in the best division, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Man, don't 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 make me say anything that's gonna the, the guys in, in New Mexico are gonna be giving me a hard time about. Um no, I this is um you know, I think I think from the outside looking in last year, especially when you're when you're looking at um the games that Orange County had to play, um uh, a bit more there's a lot more difficult games, I think, um, in that small group. And now the group expands, and, and there's even more difficult games. Sacramento's going to be a difficult game. Um, it always has been. But now we have the addition of Oakland, which we have no idea what that's going to be like. You know, we have no idea what that stadium is going to be like. Um, one, I am looking forward to that game. Um, between that game and San Diego, those two are, are, are the ones that are on my radar. Um, you know, I, I played at USD in college, so I'm familiar with that stadium and just kind of the the quirkiness of it in the sense that it's very small and the walls, you're, it's almost like don't run, you know, don't try and save a ball from going out of bounds because you might run into the wall. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I'm really looking forward to those two games. I can't decide between one or the other. Um you know, I think I think Oakland will be fun because it's a it's a unique city and it's um, going to be a unique stadium and a and a really unique um, organization again. So that'll that'll be fun. And I'm looking forward to San Diego and and certainly playing against um, uh, Landon Donovan and and that team that that I haven't been able to see yet. Yeah, and I'll just say this right now. I think Alan was trying to get you to say San Diego. He's from San Diego, and he actually does the San Diego Loyals, one of those San Diego Loyal uh, podcasts. So uh, I was just—I I just know he was fishing for the answer. Just just hearing that question. Um, really quick before we let you go, uh, we like to ask a couple just fun random questions of the players that join us. Uh, I typically ask something relating to karaoke, but I'm going to skip that right now because you are coming after two years. Uh, playing in New Mexico. So I'm going to ask you right now, red or green? I'm sorry. I missed that last part. You missed that last part. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just asking you this simple question, red or green. When you go out to get a burger, what are you doing? Red or green? Red or green? Uh, green for sure. All right, that's that you, all the right way. answer there. Correct answer. Correct answer. Uh, let me throw it over to Dylan for one last question. <laughs> all right, Chris, what is your favorite vegetable and how do you prepare it? Favorite, favorite vegetable. Uh, uh, I prepare it. Favorite vegetable. How do I prepare it? Um, Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. Um, then they go on the stove with um a little bit of butter and a little bit of um some sort of sauce i can't it's like a like a vinaigrette sauce all right all right that's, a, that's like the fanciest answer i think we've gotten on this on this show we ask every player that question that's definitely the fanciest version of cooking so you get that <laughs> you get that award chris um i want to ask yourself last question <laughs> last thing for you, Chris, any last uh, things you want to say to the fans uh, in preparation uh, heading into the preseason and then the uh, regular season kickoff in about, what, 60 days, right? Yeah, certainly. I think, um, you know, we're looking forward. I know it's been um, it's been a tough year for everyone. Um, it's been a weird year for us last year, not not playing in front of fans. And, and I think it uh, goes to show that, that um, you know, the ones that are still here, are the ones that are really dedicated um, for following and staying passionate about it without without really being able to 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 receive much that being coming to games and, and enjoying that aspect of it. So uh, I know I haven't experienced that uh, um, fully that yet, but I, I know that there is certainly a passionate fan base here and, and I'm really looking forward to playing in front of you guys and and having more opportunities to uh, to chat with you guys. I, I appreciate the questions, um, and uh, hopefully uh, see you guys on the field soon. Awesome. We are looking forward to it, ladies and gentlemen. That is one of the newest members of Orange County Soccer Club, uh, Chris Weehan. 
Uh, thank you, Chris, for joining us on the show. And we look forward to having you again on the in the future. Definitely. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let me get to this. Uh, let me go to you, Dylan. Um, thoughts on on Chris? What is what are we excited about? What is he bringing to this club? Uh, and um, is he going to be able to? Is there going to be a place for all of this excitement? There's a lot of players that you're putting into the attacking part of the field now. Um, how excited are we about Chris? We're very excited because the man has a wonderful taste in vegetables. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for Orange County to change its shape. And I think we're going to see Chris Wien at the 10. We haven't had a, a proper like creative 10. Um, because I don't think our, our formations have ever really um, facilitated the need for one. Played like a 4-1-1 four, four, one, one last year in Alaska. was really good at pressing, but not necessarily good at like creating attacks um very good to be a part of them as well and, but i think now we have like a goal scoring with his feet goal scoring with his hands uh goals uh like assist machine that's going to play a little bit further up the pitch which is going to go really great for us and you know what if he has to sit it's not the worst thing i wouldn't mind coming in after a, a good 90 minute performance and having some brussels sprouts <laughs> and I will say this, uh, I just didn't get to it on time uh, in the moment. It's sometimes with that delay from the stream. Uh, but Andy had the best answer, best response to that recipe there. Just a big, long yes. Um, Alan, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, are you going to go try out that recipe? Do you have an air fryer? Can you throw out some Brussels sprouts uh, with you know in the air fryer, throw them in the oven, sprinkle with some uh, vinaigrette on top, uh, a little bit I of a reduction there? I don't have an air fryer, but we have definitely done some Brussels sprouts in my cast iron with some balsamic vinaigrette and uh, some bacon. You cook the bacon, then you cook the Brussels sprouts, the bacon fat, and then you add the bacon back in. Yeah, with some vinaigrette on it, with some like shallots. Yeah, yeah. I was like, mm. and uh, I ironically at our chocolate tasting that we did for uh, what was that your wife's birthday, Ray? Uh, they talked about they found tastier Brussels sprouts. So those of you who don't like Brussels sprouts, uh, you can try them again. They found new versions. So if you remember your childhood, these ain't your these ain't your daddy's Brussels sprouts. Is what is what it comes down to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some red pepper flakes in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't like Brussels sprouts either, but now I love them because they have bacon in them and brown sugar. Brown sugar on the bacon. It's a nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes yeah, like burps, smells like farts. <laughs> it's funny what we learned on that chocolate tasting uh, a few months back. It, we learned all this stuff about Brussels sprouts and how people weren't buying them. So the Brussels sprouts growers found uh, new Brussels sprouts or, or old, brought back an old version of Brussels sprouts. I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, Brad, do you guys eat Brussels sprouts out there in uh, in Reno? Yes, we are civilized up here in Reno, believe it or not. I know, unlike what uh, Alan is saying or looking like. Um, no, yeah, we have Brussels sprouts. Uh, for me, I like to prepare it uh, actually in the oven. Um, just simple salt, pepper, some balsamic vinaigrette on it. But putting bacon fat on a Brussels sprout, doesn't that kind of like defeat the purpose of having it be like a healthy vegetable? No, just eat them straight. They taste yeah, good. They're fine. This has been a lecture from yours truly. <laughs> we we did He's try to look, man. If, if you are missing, <laughs> if you are missing the live stream, man, Dylan was like mad dogging Alan for the whole time. He was talking about put some bacon fat on there, some brown sugar, uh, all this, all this stuff to make them super unhealthy. Um, look at that! Look at the time. We're 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 just about to hit an hour here, so it's time to get into our random thoughts. We had I, I thought we might talk a little bit more, but you know. We like to keep our episodes uh, at an hour maximum if we can. So let's get into our random thoughts. I'm going to randomly go to Brad and Reno first. Brad, random thought. All right. So my random thought is kind of what I was wanting to ask uh, Chris before he left. But before I say that, tonight I am drinking whiskey. It is the rum Caribbean Rum Barrel aged uh angel's envy it's very sweet 
doesn't really taste like a whiskey in the good sense, but still tasty in its own right. Um, however, my random thought is, is a hot dog a sandwich? And my answer is yes. I agree. I think Dylan agrees. He's clapping in silence. Alan's looking a little bit confused, so I think he doesn't agree. Alan, why why don't you think a hot dog's a sandwich? Uh, because it's like a it's like a bun that's attached to the bottom, so it's not like two slices of bread. It's Dude, like a cradle that bun, for the meat. That bun always that bun always breaks apart, and it always becomes two pieces of bread. Anyways, then get a better bun. Get a better quality bun. <laughs> Where do you right, Alan, what's your random Uh My random thought today. <laughs> he, is, he is in San Diego, uh, uh, Brad. They have a lot of bouginess down in San Diego. Oh, uh, Alan. As I sit underneath my uh, my in my loftus with my loft bed because we have live in a tiny house. We're not bougie. With a shower curtain in the background. Yep. Uh, actually, these are real curtains. They're not shower curtains. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> again, <laughs> we're a little bit bougie. You're right. We are a little bit bougie. Um, on a serious note, my random thought is the condolences to uh, the, the families of uh, the victims of the two mass shootings, one in Atlanta, one in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Um, Colorado's been through their fair share of these in the, in the past. Um, yeah, they just lifted their assault weapon ban, and then he went out and bought a weapon and took it to a King Supers. Um but condolences to them and make sure you hug a loved one today and um, share with them that you appreciate them. And with that being said, I appreciate the three gentlemen that I share this podcast with and all of the lovely people who've been commenting today. Um, we appreciate you uh, and we can't wait to see you in, in person in Orange County um, and condolences to those families who uh, won't be able to do that. Dylan, how about you? Well, much love to you all. Um, I have a book recommendation with an unfortunate title after Alan's uh, random thought, but it's As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. Um, it's really good. You'll probably hate it because people really, really do just hate William Faulkner. But it's probably worth your time. You've read worse stuff for sure. So enjoy. I feel like I had something else, but I kind of forgot. Oh, a, a hot dog is a sandwich because open-faced sandwiches exist. So at the same time, like a quesadilla, that's two bread-ish products with a filling. So I would argue that's also a sandwich. Calzone? That's like a sandwich where the bread's just in the middle. Like a pita? That's a sandwich. Alan's just hiding. You're missing there's it if you're not watching live. There's a theory um, that the three foods can all be divided into sandwiches, soups, and salads. But I don't subscribe to that because if you just had a plate of steak, that would not be a salad. It's definitely not a soup. And it's certainly not a sandwich. It is a sandwich minus the bread. All right. Well, anyway, it was great, everyone. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> hey, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. I got to do a random thought here. Um uh, the sporting world, uh, the Southern California sporting world recently lost uh, one of the greats uh, in Elgin Baylor. Uh, passed away recently, uh, former Laker player, former Clipper GM, paved the way for African-American and black uh, GMs in sports uh, with his long tenure with the Clippers as a GM. Even though they weren't that successful, he still was there and he was a big part of uh, that franchise. So I'm a longtime Clipper fan. I'm a longtime basketball fan. So that uh, definitely hit me pretty pretty hard when i heard about that so um yeah there's that uh you know we lost a, a good basketball player and a good uh a sports person in southern california recently so um really quick before we head out brad uh if people want to hear more of what you have to say on social media where do they find you you can find me as always at pal on the sky what about alan Hot dogs on our sandwich at twitter.com. No, <laughs> Anderwood48 on the Twitter machines. Don't and Dylan? That's how Twitter links work. You can find all of my stuff on Twitter at OCSC underscore Dylan or on Reddit slash U slash OCSC underscore Dylan. 
And check me out on Twitter at DJ Race More or the podcast on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. You can follow our podcast on our website at OCSCPodcast.com. Uh, or if you don't want to type in that long forward, just do OCSCPod.com. You can do it that way as well. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, although we haven't been active on Instagram lately, <laughs> Dylan. Um, and uh, yeah, or find us on any of your favorite podcast uh, sources. Uh, for Brad, for Alan, for Dylan, this is Ray. Thank you, everyone that uh, listened to us tonight, watched us live, and that's listening to this podcast. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Oh.